presented here today for you to enjoy is a special 15-minute preview of this week's Top Rope Nation Extra Patreon-exclusive bonus podcast. A really good discussion I'm sure you would enjoy if you enjoy our typical flagship podcast. And like I said, the only way to hear this full show is by joining the Patreon page. The link is here in the broadcast description. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kyle, little Top Rope Nation Extra, coming at you January 25th. And we're here to talk, yes, about Raw 30, but uh, no, we will not be talking about L.A. Knight or the American Badass. No, none of that. Uh, Instead, we are going to be focusing on what is uh, universally been hailed as a putrid, and I do mean putrid, uh, list uh, compiled by WWE where they ran down what they said uh, were their top 30 moments in the history of the Monday Night Raw program. Uh, this was a list uh, that brought uh, vehemence, uh, ve- vehement disagreement, I should say, uh, from many, not just in our Facebook group, but all over the World Wide Web. And so what I thought I would do today Uh, is go through this list uh, item by item, tell you if something was overrated, underrated, properly rated, or had no business being on the list. And there were a few that certainly fell in that category. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to go through all 30, and then afterwards I'm going to tell you about some things that uh, weren't on the list but should have been, and I will conclude today's episode uh, by offering up... uh, well, my insight in the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble, just some predictions kind of breaking down uh, what the result of that uh, match could be. It's really the only thing I am looking forward to or could even you know, use the term looking forward to uh, for that particular premium live event on Saturday. All right, so let's get back to this Raw list here. All right, now... Um, It was said, I believe it was David Jenkinson who said it in our Facebook group in the um, uh, under the post that you know WWE tries to rewrite history uh, oftentimes with these lists. Um, I will submit that it's probably less devious than that, and what they are seeking to avoid is a correct telling of history because a correct telling of history, if you were to compile what I believe would be a fair and accurate uh, list of the top 30 moments in the history of the Monday Night Raw program, it would tell you what we already know, and that's the show peaked uh, over 20 years ago. I think a lot of the talent through the years would be rather salty to see Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, holding down, what, six of the top seven spots, maybe, which he probably should do, for the record. Uh, But... That's not the way they're going to make a list. They're going to try to, you know, include as many people as they can, cover all eras. So, whatever. It's a look. WWE puts together crummy lists. We know that, uh, but it makes good podcast fodder. And here we go. I'm going to go through the top thirty 
uh, list provided by WWE uh, on the history of the Monday Night Raw program. We start number 30, Undertaker wins first main event. Uh, Cute, a a nice way to uh, uh, have a nod to the very first episode of this show. But how many of you even know who the Undertaker beat in that first main event? I'll give you a second to think about it. The answer is Damian Demento. Uh, It was a a two-and-a-half-minute match. Uh, I don't know why the last match on the first Raw was any more important than the first match, which was Yokozuna beating Coco Beware. I kind of, to be honest with you, think Yokozuna-Coco Beware, if I remember, was a better match. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Max Moon. Uh, his old Sean's old AWA buddy Paul Diamond was the best match on that show. I see where they're going with this one, but no, this has no business being on the list whatsoever. Uh, number 29, Stone Cold meets Mike Tyson. If you think there are 28 more important moments than this in the history of Raw, you are an idiot. Uh, because this should be top three. No doubt about it. We had a big discussion about it. This is actually what spurred the discussion in our Facebook group. Uh, Come on. Okay. Stone Cold, uh, this launched him into the stratosphere. Uh, Certainly one of the most important moments, not just in Raw history, but in company history. Uh, I've always wondered, uh, just to kind of stick with this for a second here, I would love to ask Vince McMahon, a lot of things. But one thing I would love to ask him is, was there any thought put into when it came to bringing in Mike Tyson that Mike Tyson, you know, while he had obviously this reputation as the baddest man on the planet, Mike Tyson was short. And visually, when Steve Austin was next to him, Austin looked imposing and I've said it before, Vince McMahon has pulled many tricks through the years, but getting his audience to believe that Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, could beat up, let alone even have a chance in a real fight with Mike Tyson, uh, has to be among the greatest tricks he's ever pulled. But I wonder if there was special thought put into the fact that Mike Tyson is just a shorter guy than Steve Austin. And just visually, it, it looked great in Austin's favor. Think about that next time you watch that segment. I, I wonder if they're like, if that, that there was any thought put to that at all. Um, I don't know, and I'm never going to talk to Vince, so we'll never find out. Maybe Bruce could uh, chat us up on that someday. Uh, number 28 is the Nexus debut. Um, this was big at the time, but the Nexus wound up meaning nothing. Um, my thought is it it probably has no business being on this list. Uh, 27. This is your life. This is an overrated segment, uh, not just in uh, on this list, but really in the history of the promotion. It was a 30-minute cock tease for a triple eight, pardon my French, for a Mick Foley, uh, I should say, uh, heel turn that never came. Uh, Mick had written in his first book that uh, the rock and sock deal was all building to him eventually turning heel on Rock that never came because the uh, Mick made the decision obviously to retire and put Triple H over instead. Uh, so Vince Russo has kind of spoken into existence the fact that this is the highest rated segment in Raw history. That is a lie. Uh, the highest rated segment in Raw history, including Overrun, would be the Steve Austin Undertaker title change earlier that year in the summer of 99. I believe it was uh, late June offhand. I don't have the date in front of me. Uh, it was it was shortly after King of the Ring, though. And 
That is the highest rated segment in Raw history. Uh, That match uh, not even represented on this list. So I don't know, just because of, I guess I could see why This Is Your Life is on the list, but it's not a particularly good segment. And it's not what it is purported to be. So overrated for sure. Uh, maybe it still makes the list. I don't know. Um, obviously, um, I'm saying overrated uh, at number 27. It couldn't be much lower. So, eh, you know what? Take it off the list. I don't really like the segment. Uh, number 26, one, two, three, kid upsets Razor Ramon. This is a great moment. Uh, probably properly rated. This, If you're looking for an homage to early Raws, certainly that entire one hour of television, uh, it's hard to... I, I guess this has always gotten the nod over the Marty, Sean, Icy title change. But really, I look at those two matches, Kid upsetting Razor, Marty upsetting Sean, as a package deal for putting Raw on the map and really making that the flagship program of the company over superstars and what was going on in syndication. I, I remember seeing this recapped on the weekend shows and being so mad I didn't catch it live. So I would what I would do is, you know, have Kid upsets Razor and Marty upsets Sean kind of as one item and probably honestly have it higher uh, than number 26. I just think it was so important in defining what Raw would be. You know, specifically looking at Kid and Razor, um, I don't think there had been a single job guy who won on WWF television in the entire history of Superstars or Challenge. I could be wrong. Um, if I am, please correct me. But, you know, Kid, who, who was a guy who had a reputation, I knew who he was. I had seen GWF. I had seen his work as the Lightning Kid before. Um he, he was on WWF television. Um, this just set the tone for the anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation uh, mentality that became a hallmark of Raw. So it's very important. It deserves to be on this list. I just think Marty and Sean, uh, honestly, is equally as important. For some reason, it just hasn't uh, persevered in WWE canon as much as the Kid Razor match has. You know, maybe it's because, you know, they don't like to talk about Marty as a, you know, a babbling cokehead after all, but uh, aren't we all? Uh, Number 25, Bobby Lashley beats The Miz to win the WWE title. Are you kidding? If this was a list of the last three years of Monday Night Raw, okay, maybe this could be number 25, but get this the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Bobby Lashley beats The Miz to win the WWE title as a top 25 moment in the history's program. Are, are, are you serious? No, that, that has no business being on the list. Uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, number 24, hits sweet chin music on Shelton Benjamin. Certainly an all-time great spot. Um, I don't know if it really belongs on this list, though. It, it, I guess it probably... Hmm. Uh, I don't... Eh, I'll say it... Eh, I guess it's fairly rated, maybe, but I, I don't know. Again, I, th- there's a lot of stuff that wasn't on this list um, that should be higher, uh, is what I'll certainly say. Uh, and along that note, uh, number 23, Drew McIntyre beats Randy Orton to win the WWE title. Again, similar to Lashley beating Miz, this has no business being on the list. D- does anyone even remember this happening? Drew... The Thunderdome era? Are you fucking kidding me? The Thunderdome? This has no... Two recent title changes being 
I mean, here's the thing. Neither is like better than the other to me. If memory serves me correct, actually, the Lashley-Miz thing felt like a bigger deal in the moment. Drew Matt, this this might be one of the worst entrants on this entire list, if not the worst. Uh, so Drew McIntyre beating Randy Orton to win the W title has no business on this list. Neither does number 22, Goldberg debuts. Uh, I sought clarification on this and watched the WWE video on YouTube that broke up uh, all these items down because I-, I just wanted to make sure that they weren't referring to his 2016 return, which was far superior to his 2003 uh, debut where he confronted The Rock. That match did shockingly bad business at Backlash 03. Goldberg's entire uh, 2003 run was underwhelming. This has no business on the list uh, at all. Number 21, DX invades WCW. An overrated moment in WWF history. They obviously, it's something that they can show uh, in video packages visually. It looks great for the company because they send their guys to a WCW event. They get fans to say bad things about WCW. Uh, Eric Bischoff loves to lie about this and say, oh, I should have just sent my guys out there uh, to confront them, even though this was taped in the afternoon and Nitro was was not going on live at the time. Um, it was daytime, folks. Note, note that when this segment was going on, it was the, the sun was out uh, when DX was was on their little tank. So uh, Nitro was not live at this time. Uh, in terms of, I, I get why something like this would be on the list. Obviously, it's it's been you know celebrated through the years in WWE canon. But when it comes to turning the tide in the Monday Night War against WCW, certainly the. Austin McMahon match, which we covered on Top Rope Nation Classic in April of 98, right around that same time, was far more important than this DX uh, segment was. Um, It was, after all, that Austin McMahon match, quote-unquote, which just ended up being an angle where Foley turns heel, of course, uh, that broke the 83-week win streak for WCW. So this is an overrated uh, deal and certainly should not be as high as that Austin uh, McMahon uh, segment um, uh, that that aired around the same time. Number twenty, John Cena beats Rey Mysterio to win the WWE title again. Uh, um, I get it was a world title change, and for those keeping score, this was actually for the interim title when they had done the deal where CM Punk. Uh, had left after winning Money in the Bank, but he came out, uh, I believe, if memory serves me correct, and confronted Cena right after this. This has no business being on the list whatsoever. None. Uh, Again. So that's three, quote-unquote, modern title changes uh, on the list that shouldn't be there uh, at all. Um, I don't think this is any better or worse.